You're the creator of the appropriation prize. And then you're upset that you think people are appropriating womanhood. Like, what? (laughs) Go to hell. (laughs) Dig your own way there. What if we scream? I forgot. That was dramatic. I thought you were going to talk about the guy on the train going to fucking town on his chicken. (laughs) He was really enjoying that. I, yeah, that's, I mean, he was sitting alone. It The only thing, it was like I could smell it. I don't particularly like watching people eat chicken, but whatever. I looked away. I really enjoyed watching him eat it. It was animalistic, but also like (laughs) he just seemed so content. (laughs) He also had a cart full of paintings. So I was like, oh, you've had a busy day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice the paintings. Just the chicken. I was just like, oh, you've got like 10 canvases in there. (laughs) And whatever, if you're enjoying yourself on the train doing something that's technically not allowed, like, and you're not bothering anyone, yeah, good for you. Eat your chicken, I don't give a shit. The person who sat down next to me with a backpack full of broccoli was more... Why would you do that? I mean, how else do you transport your broccoli, I guess? It, it was just so smelly. Why do you have that much broccoli? But it was uncooked, I'm assuming, like they just picked it up from the store? I couldn't tell. It just smelled so strongly of broccoli, and their steamed, backpack was full. Steamed a whole bunch of broccoli and put it in their backpack so they could just snack. Just loose the in day. their backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not in a bag or anything. It's just that's where they keep their broccoli. I just realized I was wearing makeup. <laughs> that's yeah, why I made that face. Really rubbing your eye. <laughs> well, now my finger's extra sparkly, so yeah. whatever. Um, you might be able to hear it. <laughs> Our uh, our voices are a little hoarse today. We did some yelling yesterday. We yelled so much. Barbara yelled a whole bunch. Oh, I loved to yell. I came for the yelling. I stayed for the shaming. Rights. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the whatever it is, Pan Pacific Hotel has disappointed us, but I was never not disappointed in it. Yeah, I never had any faith in that fucking expensive yeah. hotel in the first place. But they're not one of the ones that's striking though. Mm, well, uh, all the strikes are done except for the Hotel Georgia. Yeah. Which, um, or I don't know if the Hotel Georgia is done yet, but it was definitely holding out longer than everyone else. So, mm. And that's your labor news. <laughs> yeah. We met a lot of cool people yesterday and we did a little circle dance, which was fun. Yeah. Um, someone at the, oh, so the gender identity debate, whatever, took place yesterday. So yeah. that's what we were protesting. Yeah, it was just like to make it clear, although we've said it many times, like uh, trans people exist and their identities. Yeah, are they have a right to exist. They have a right to legal protections to their yeah. existence. They have a right to um, medical procedures that improve their quality of life. Yeah. So that <laughs> none of that is up for debate. Go to hell. Yeah. And also they have a right to respect. Just yep. like everyone else, it's like, you know, you don't get to decide who's a woman and who's not. Yeah. If we did, like, if we did that, like, nobody would think turfs were women, so. Yeah. Um, we would just think you were pawn scum. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we were protesting. Uh, yeah, and one of the, I don't think they were an organizer, I think they were just really enthusiastic. Yeah. Um. One of the other protesters got everyone in a circle. Yeah. And we danced to have an Aguila. That yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. It was hard, though. 
we'd already been out there for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was a little wobbly because I am just in general. Yeah. It's hard for me to walk in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. And we screamed a lot. And the moon came out and the moon said trans rights. Mm-hmm. And then the ocean said trans rights. Yeah. The stars were there first and they said trans rights first. Yeah. I farted a bunch, but I didn't fart on any of the Nazis. That's another thing. I, okay, I've got... If your event garners protesters and then to counteract those protesters, a bunch of, not, bunch of Nazis show up, your event is probably garbage. Consider. Consider the possibility that you're on the wrong side when that happens. Yeah. Like, I know you won't because you already know you're on the wrong side. Like, you already know that you're a piece of shit and you're just doing this because giving these kinds of talks raises money for you. Although, I wonder how much money they lost because that venue is really expensive. And I saw photos from the inside. It didn't look like enough people bought tickets. Oh, no. And that's it, too. When they said they were changing it to a bigger venue, I'm like, there's no way uh, the amount of tickets you sold warrants that. Yeah. (laughs) Also, just that venue is stupid expensive. Like, there's no... Yeah. It's... (laughs) <laughs> you went from something that was probably like in some way subsidized yeah which bullshit anyway sfu mm-hmm. um to yeah something where you had to pay it was like you know people hold galas and shit here like these are fancy fancy meeting rooms yeah it was all oh, right so a bunch of nazis were there not like a ton but like a handful and uh they're all just being dinks whatever um one had his shirt unbuttoned so low that it I don't understand the look he was going for. Oh, I, I know this isn't really relevant to anything, but it was so... <laughs> what is going on here? I think just kind of gross was what he was going for. It's like five degree weather. You have no chest hair. What are you doing? <laughs> you have no like muscle definition. Yeah. So it's just like skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one, I had a sign and my sign said... Have you considered that you're bad, actually? And then in brackets on the bottom, it says, because you are. <laughs> and that Nazi read it and took a really long time reading it, honestly. Like, not to not to say that everyone who can't read super fast a sign in the semi-darkness is a Nazi, but... But that guy. <laughs> that guy was. Yeah. Yeah, and then he just sort of, like, sort of did, like, a weird smile and nodded. I think it maybe gave me a thumbs up or something. Like, it was really odd. And I was like, mm, I'm going to switch this to the other side of my sign, which says, Turfs go to hell, dig your own way there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy also got really mad when we called him a proud boy, which is especially funny because it's like, we never said we were proud boys. I jack it all the time. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> Did he say that? I missed no, it. No, he didn't say oh. that. But you're like getting mad. You're obviously a Nazi. Yeah. But you're not a proud boy because you masturbate. Like, yeah. Is that the, that's the only. You're like, obviously a Nazi and obviously a virgin. So yeah. <laughs> it's a logical conclusion that we think you're a proud boy. Yeah. Anyway. Then I argued hey. with a flower shirt man. Oh, God. <laughs> Which I shouldn't have even started, but I was like right in his face. Yeah, and then he followed us into the SkyTrain. And when I told him to stop following me, he's like, well, I was just going home. And we were like, then go. Yeah, like, go home. Bye. Like, it doesn't matter if it was like we were going the same way. Obviously, at this point, you were following me because you're trying to continue a conversation. Yeah. Sigh. Productive evening. Arguing with Nazis is unproductive, but is uh, in some ways... Um, it's never really satisfying. No, but when it's you've just... just been yelling to a building for two hours, it's kind of nice to yell in someone's face. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just nice to be around. 
all of these people with like the same goals. Mm-hmm. Would have been much more satisfying if the people in that talk weren't such cowards. Like they decided they were going to strategically leave in different ways. I think what's her face, the organizer, just keeps telling people that she's getting death threats. So people are thinking that activists are going to hurt them. And we're like, there's cops around. Oh, no, they're doing is chanting. They're not just telling people they're getting death threats. They're taking anything someone says and then choosing to interpret it as a death threat. Like, yeah. um, Shit. Who's that NDP? Uh, Morgan Auger. Ogier, probably Ogier. Um, I uh, it's like I want to say ogre because it's spelled like ogre, and that's a cool last name. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think I'm pretty sure it was her tweeted something about English Bay at low tide has space for these people or something, <laughs> and all the turfs got mad and were like, "She's threatening to kill us. She's threatening to drown us to death." <laughs> 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 and then someone showed up to the protest um, with like a, a full guillotine. functional guillotine. Oh my! Like made of cardboard. It was so well done. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then pictures of that started circulating on Twitter. I saw, and everyone was like, "Um, they're threatening to murder us and cut off our heads." <laughs> <laughs> Not until the revolution. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of people in block. Also, I was surprised. In block, what do like you black block. Um, oh yeah, yeah, black, all black, and something yeah. covering their faces and stuff. I was just surprised. Maybe yeah, was... but I think also like you knew Nazis were going to show up. Yeah. Also, I did, I'm not trans, so I don't know how many people are getting doxxed at protests like this. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. that's it too. Both of us cis white women, we had our stakes were much lower. Yeah, being there, and yeah, like especially like trans people are at this point very vulnerable. In society, you know, if so in our society that we live in, yeah, we live in a society anyway. So it was an exciting night. Any other takeaways from last night you wanted to? Um, I am happy that so many people showed up. I think we made a good use of the time that we spent there, but that's not how anyone wants to spend their Saturday. Yeah, so if turfs could just stop, that would be so awesome. That would, I would love that. Yeah, especially. You know, it's cold out. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Although I did think it was really funny when uh, one of the Proud Boys behind us said something about, like, I don't even agree with Megan Murphy. I just, like, it just came to troll the protesters or something. Yeah. And I just, I turned to whoever was next to me and I was like, I don't even agree with Megan Murphy. This is just what I had to do on a Saturday. I just don't have any friends. And I turned back and he looked devastated. <laughs> <laughs> That was why that guy kept unbuttoning his shirt more, uh, was because he he was cold, but he didn't want people to think he was cold. Yeah. I'm actually very comfortable and having a good time. Yeah. People, <laughs> they kept laughing, and it was like, this, is, this isn't, like, entertaining. <laughs> yeah, but it was also, like, audibly and visibly one of those discomfort laughs. Yeah. It was like, I'm clearly outnumbered, and I have to pretend I'm having a good time laugh. Yeah. Like, I can't believe everyone's looking at me right now. <laughs> One time in high school in a theater class, we did this thing where um, everyone goes in a circle and someone goes in the middle of the circle and I like sort of walks around you and I forget if they were saying something or whatever, but it was like supposed to be like this nice thing and I was in there for like 10 seconds and I left to go cry in the bathroom. Aww. <laughs> like, I don't want everyone looking at me. Aww. <laughs> That's why I could never be a proud boy. 
even if the politics somehow agreed with my own. <laughs> also, I would not stop masturbating. My power would just yeah, fall. like that's <laughs> why more people show up to a, an anti-fascist uh, protest than a fascist protest because they're like, well, if they're gonna take away my right to masturbate. Yes, I gotta show up. Yeah, I mean that's the other reason that like turfs are so fucking like your idea. Your ideas are never gonna find purchase mm. if you hate sex and porn. Yeah, like shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna jerk off and I'm gonna do it to weird porn if I want to. <laughs> okay, should we get into it? Yeah, maybe we'll talk about a movie or something. Uh, Why are we even here? We're here because my name is Barbara. My name is Melissa. And this is I, I Forgot. forgot. Uh, what did you forget this week, Barbara? This week I forgot adventures and babysitting. Wonderful. Did you babysit when you were younger? I babysat a few times. I didn't have a good time with it. I don't like being responsible for another human. It was the same. I was immediately like, I like, <laughs> this child is... is <laughs> This person is so vulnerable. (laughs) And they have so much more energy than me. (laughs) Yeah. I have to keep them entertained. Like, they don't just want to watch TV all the time. What is this? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read some notes here that Barbara has taken. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first one is Anthony Rapp is in this. He has rosy little cheeks. Now, Anthony Rapp is gay and on Star Trek, correct? Yes. Okay. That's where I know that name from. Uh, He's also from Rent. Never watch. I don't watch Star Trek either, but... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, nerds. Musical and sci-fi. All of the nerds. <laughs> okay, so I guess we start off in a fun dance scene. Very 80s look. And you did a look, but it's got two eyeballs in it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's in like a very Madonna kind of 80s dress with a little poof. Oh, nice. A little tutu poof. Yeah, she's dancing around her room getting ready for her date. Ooh la la. And... Uh, that, and then he kissed me song is playing. Oh, it's cute. Yeah. Wait, so there's a license plate that says so cool? Her boyfriend drives a car that, yeah, the license plate reads so cool. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. He's so cool. <laughs> These teenagers look 40? Yeah, they, uh, especially her boyfriend. I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but he looks like a million. Do you think it's because... In the 80s, everyone dressed like a mom, or do you think it's because um, the actors were just, like, in their mid to late 20s, Um, slash 30s, perhaps? Both. I don't know how old the actor who plays a boyfriend is, but I do seem to remember him playing, like, just a dad in several 90s movies, or, like, a a kind of stern boss. Well, we'll look that up later. Yeah. He's... Very obviously lying about his sister being sick, but Chris doesn't know that and is being a real brat about it. So they're supposed to go to some fancy French restaurant for their anniversary. Ooh la la. And he's like, my sister got sick and my parents are asking me to babysit her. And Hmm. she's like pouting about it and like kind of being a dick. And it's like, well, he's the dick because he's obviously lying, but she believes him and is still being like, so they won't go to Shea Restaurant today, tonight. Mm-hmm. Restaurante. Please date your adorable gay best friend. Her gay best friend is so adorable. She's got like big 80s glasses oh. and she's just sort of awkward and panicky all the time. She hates her stepmom. 
She eats her stepmom? She hates her. Oh. She doesn't eat her. This movie took a turn and it <laughs> turned right back. This movie is going to take several turns, just FYI. This felt like a uh, Simpsons episode where like it started in one place and by the end of the movie I was like, how did we even fucking get here? <laughs> Chris is going to babysit Sarah, the Thor superfan, and Brad, her horny piece of shit brother. Brad grows on you by the end, although he's still like weird and horny. Yeah. But uh, Sarah is always in her Thor helmet, always carrying her hammer. Oh! Uh, her posters are, or her room is covered in posters of Marvel characters. And she's just so cute. It's <laughs> so good. Sarah's good. Anthony Rapp is a more annoying, horny boy than Brad, who is okay, but he called Thor gay and not in a Tumblr way. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like bullying his little sister and he just keeps calling Thor a homo. And then Sarah, or not Sarah, Chris shows up when they're downstairs and she's, and his back is to her. And so Sarah's like, take back what you said about Thor or I'm going to tell Sarah, or I'm going to tell Chris about all the love poems you wrote about her. And he's like, okay, I'll take it back. And then she's like, thanks. Hi, Chris. (laughs) Oh, so this isn't Chris's younger siblings. No. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Brenda ran away from home, but she's racist and afraid of poor people, so Chris has to pick her up. So she ran away to the city. Who's Brenda? Brenda's her gay best friend. Oh, okay. And she calls her from a payphone that someone is knocking on and saying, you're in my house. Okay. And she's describing what a terrible time she's had since she made it to the city because she had to interact with poor people. And she saw people doing drugs. Oh, no. And also, like, weirdly specifies the ethnicity of people as she's doing this. Hmm. Well, she is from the suburbs. Only white people live there. Yeah. I assume she's from the suburbs. Yeah. No, they make a big... uh, Repeatedly characters are in this. In this are like, I see that you're overreacting. Are you from the suburbs? (laughs) (laughs) The kids convince her to take them with her. Anybody have to go to the bathroom? Oh, I just liked that as a line because she's like, okay, I have to go pick up my friend. So, Brad, watch your sister. And they're both like, um, no, our parents are paying you to watch us. So let's all go to the city together. Mm -hmm. And eventually they convince her. But the way she conveys that they've convinced her is to just be like, does anyone need to go to the bathroom? (laughs) Which is just delightful. Like, yeah, that's how you would ask. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then there's a rape joke in this Disney movie. I don't remember what it was. But uh, not worth repeating. Didn't care anyway. for it. Yeah. So Thor lives in the city. Sarah's very excited about this. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like Thor too. I'm on Team Sarah. She. I don't know where she got the idea that Thor lives in Chicago, but she's very excited, and she explains to everyone in the car that all of the superheroes live in Chicago. They live oh. in the city. Okay. Well, I do live in a city, but I think if you read my notes, you'll see that there wasn't even filmed near Chicago. The scene where they have the car teetering on top of the high rise mm-hmm. was actually filmed in Vancouver. The rest of the movie was totally in Seattle. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a true fact. That is a true fact. Very true. They scream at a guy with a prosthetic hand who just wants to help tow their car, and he buys them a tire? So they get a flat... Pull over to the side of the expressway, mm-hmm. 
and this tow truck miraculously shows up and this guy looks like he drives a tow truck and has a beard and then he like raises his hand i guess okay earlier in the scene she was telling them horror stories oh, as yeah. she was driving and one of them involved a hook hand yeah yeah um so he raises his hand and he's got like a prosthetic hook and they all scream at him and run away okay. or like everyone gets <laughs> sarah gets in front of everyone and holds up her hammer and is like stay behind me but the, yeah he's just very fucking nice to them obviously yeah and he's like okay you idiots you shouldn't have gone on the expressway without a spare tire but also i guess i'll tow you and buy you a new one and she's like oh that wouldn't be right and he's like uh what would we be right leaving a group of children on the highway <laughs> yeah i also wouldn't immediately trust a man who came up to me <laughs> ever yeah but uh don't scream at a, a hook hand no but also if that man was driving a tow truck i would i would immediately I'd trust be, him i think i'd be more inclined to trust him as long as i was having car trouble and he wasn't just showing up yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so he tells the kids his hand is in the glove compartment i'm sure this won't come up again <laughs> <laughs> And then he gets mad about his cheating wife and he speeds. So does he find out his wife's cheating while he's taking them somewhere? Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, he gets like a call on the radio that someone's over at his house or whatever. Hmm. And he's like, oh, she's with that guy again. And then he starts speeding and everyone's screaming except for Sarah, who does not experience fear. Yeah. She's delighted by this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, that paid off quick. It's a gun in the glove compartment. He's trying to kill his wife's boyfriend, and Thorkid is smiling. <laughs> Sarah loves it. I'm concerned about Sarah. Uh, they get in the car for shelter, but someone is already stealing it. He offers to drive them somewhere safe, but she makes him promise not to hurt the children. So he's trying to kill uh, his wife's lover, and then the car that the, like, um, what's her face, Chris's car is getting stolen? No. So, yeah, he's in his apartment shooting through the window. Um, so he shoots a hole into Chris's car's window. Cool. So they get out of the tow truck and run and find a different car that's open and they try to get in the back. Uh, it turns out it's the car that belongs to the boyfriend of this guy's wife. Mm. As they're sitting there, some guy in the front seat like leans up and turns around and then they all scream again. <laughs> and he just hot wires it and drives them away. Oh, so the, the car... He abducts them. <laughs> the car thief abducts them slash gets them to safety. Yeah. <laughs> um, But after he's promised to not hurt the children. Well, I mean, like... you do one crime, it's a pretty slippery slope to another crime. Stealing cars is the gateway drug to murder. If someone was doing something that would get them in a lot of trouble with the police, I would be concerned about their willingness to let me just leave a situation. Yeah, but also, but it's also it's like just I'm stealing a car. It's very unlikely you'll get caught. Like, I don't know. Even back then, I'm sure people didn't steal cars so that they're like, now I have this car. It's probably going for parts. Yeah, but it's also just silly because if he wanted you to be hurt, he would have kicked you out of the car or hurt you right then. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Blue's place is a. F <laughs> you can trust car thieves, you guys. You can yeah. trust car thieves and tow truck drivers. 
<laughs> I don't know what kind of stand we're taking here. But. I don't know either. Uh, Blues plays as the first black person in the movie, The Car Thief, drives them to the chop shop. As well, a little aside, there was a mechanic down the street from me growing up, and his name was, uh, I think, like John Chop. And it's spelled like uh, S-H-O-P-P-E. So his his shop was called the Chop Shop. Yeah, cute. <laughs> the manager of car stealing is mad that he brought people. The CEOs of car stealing bring them upstairs. They immediately escape while Joe watches. So Joe is the car thief. Yeah. Um, and his boss punches him in the face for bringing them here. Rude. Yeah. And then the the decrepit old, I'm pretty sure only white guys in this scene are like all in ties and suits <laughs> and like sitting up in the um, office <laughs> and they beckon them to come upstairs and then they're just going to trap them up there while they make their plans and various dealings. They're going to trap the kids upstairs to while they... Yeah, so they're thing. locked in the office and Joe's okay. supposed to be keeping watch. Yeah. Um, And so they're talking about all the various orders they have while the kids are up there and Anthony Rapp is stealing a Playboy. Because the the one he brought with him, Brad threw out the window. Was Brad the tow truck driver? Oh, no, Brad's a little kid. Yeah. Why would Brad do that? Isn't he horny? He's uh he's respectfully horny. Oh, so he's, he's horny like- for love. <laughs> he's horny for Chris's love specifically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Uh, Anthony Rapp like opens it and shows him the centerfold that looks suspiciously like Chris. Oh. And Brad's like, fuck off and throws it out the window. Well, actually, no, she asks what they're doing back there and that's when he throws it out the window. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good for you, Brad. Get rid of those pornographies. Yeah. But then they find the same issue in the office. So Anthony yep. Rapp tucks that in his shirt and then they find a hole in the ceiling that these gifted acrobats all climb through. And then just walk along the beams to exit the building. Yeah, on the cable trays, like uh, Bob's Burgers, Tina knows. What's a cable tray? Cable. Well, maybe in the eighties they didn't have them, but it's like uh, when you have like a room with computers in it, all the cables go up into the ceiling. Mm. But because they're heavy, they're not going to lie on the um, the ceiling in schools. Is that weird, like plastery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have like steel trays on there. Ah. Uh. I feel like you don't watch Bob's Burgers as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, I also get that feeling. <laughs> I've seen most episodes once. Mm, so That seems ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Oh, also while she's like, while Chris is crossing one of the beams, she slides her foot and some rust falls off and falls into one of the bad guy's coffees Coffee. and he drinks it. Ew. Nice. Yuck. <laughs> Someone's getting a lot more iron. <laughs> Sarah does not experience fear and should be taken to a therapist. I'm concerned about Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> She's still not scared. Her behavior later in the movie only increases my concern. <laughs> uh, Joe is very pretty. Yeah. Very pretty man. Yeah. That's still Joe is the car thief. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, was like, I know I asked this before, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember. Uh, the playboy that Anthony Rapp stole has car thief info in it. So they chase the kids. Oh, to a blues club where they end up on stage and make Chris sing. They get into it. Oh, no. 
No. <laughs> um, so this scene is incredibly embarrassing. Uh, someone didn't put airplane mode on their phone, and I just saw a message that Paul sent you. Oh. Was it embarrassing? No, I just oh. thought... Paul called Barbara. Paul called Barbara a cutie. So, because I am. It's true. Sorry. Explain this. Uh, blues club. Sorry, I want to read your facts first, so I know when to put them in. Oh, this is a good one about her best friend, and also everyone. All the major characters in this movie are gay, and so are their actors. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dancing like I was in a blues bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they get to this blues bar, and. Whatever hallway they're sneaking through, they end up on stage. That's and instead how I of, always end up on stage. Yeah. And instead an of just, like, leaving the stage, they stand there until everyone's uncomfortable and the band stops. <laughs> and then Chris goes, we're here by accident and I would like to leave, please. <laughs> and then one of the guys in the band is like, no one leaves here without singing the blues. At which point these kids start telling the story of how their night has been going. Oh, you're going to say they start scatting. <laughs> no. And the band starts joining in, and then eventually they're singing the babysitting blues. Oh, no. Uh, and it's very embarrassing, yeah. and it's very unpleasant, and I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> uh, the part that is fun is the whole room gets into it, and they like weave through the crowd on their way out like high-fiving people because they're so good at the blues now yeah and <laughs> um the car thieves are here now and they're trying to follow them but one of the guys in the band stops them on their way out and is like no one leaves here without singing the blues did you miss that part <laughs> you damn idiot <laughs> you're gonna do this to me and anthony rap isn't even gonna sing yeah they let chris sing who no shade to this Actress? Uh, mm -mm. Nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, what, but and I didn't realize Anthony Rapp could sing, and then you were, I remember that you said he was in Rent, so yeah. I guess he could. <laughs> <laughs> um, they meet a 17-year-old who ran away from home and is presumably, sur presumably doing survival sex work and run away to find Brenda. So they meet a 17-year-old, and they're like, oh, no, she's sex working, and they run from her? They're walking through like a poor area and yeah, she I don't remember how their conversation starts, but she's in like a short skirt and a big fur jacket. Nice. So she's obviously a sex worker, I guess. And did she have fishnet tights? I don't remember, but probably. Yeah. They're like, How old are you? And she's like, I'm seventeen. She's like, Why are you here? She's like, I ran away from home. And they're like Brenda and run away from her. Yeah, they weren't like, want to come on our adventure? Adventure in babysitting? Now they get on the train in the middle of a stylish gang fight. She scolds them. Bitch, sit down. They stab Brad in the foot and she takes the knife to threaten them? <laughs> what? So, yeah, they get on the train, they jump the turnstile because uh, she forgot her purse. That's why they couldn't pay for a tire. So they have no money while they're running through the also, city. Also, she was driving with no driver's license then? Yeah. Um, Chris. Yeah. Who's the criminal now? Trust me, that's that's the least of their problems, Melissa. <laughs> uh, so, what? <laughs> <laughs> the stylish gang fight? Yeah, so they're like very West Side Story. These guys are in like tight high-waisted <laughs> jeans. 
and like yeah they're like all like crowding around each other posed in this very i'm sorry oh so yeah they're on the train singing and dancing they're not singing and dancing but they are all posed like they're about to sing and dance from opposite sides of the train and the kids are in the middle and they're like threatening each other back and forth essentially saying like no one's getting off this train alive no one. No one. <laughs> None of you guys. <laughs> it's a suicide. It's a murder-suicide. Murder. <laughs> um, and then Chris... It's really hard to root for Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, it like it. Chris stands up and is like, hey, could you just wait until we're off before you start your little fight here? And understand, honestly, I'm I'm not in favor of anyone calling a woman a bitch, but... He understandably just says, bitch, shit, shut up. Sit down. Yeah. We're not stopping our fight that we were in the middle of before you got here. <laughs> so you can do whatever. Yeah. Go to hell. Uh, but then um, Anthony Rapp encourages Brad to stand up and defend her honor. So he's like, hey, don't call her a bitch. So Anthony Rapp just wants children to die? Anthony Rapp's a little shit disturber. He's a yeah. little asshole. Someone stab Brad for me, please. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Brad does get stabbed in the foot. Yeah. They throw a knife in his foot, and then Chris grabs it and threatens them with it, and they get off the train. They only had okay. one knife, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you've just written down verbatim a conversation that you and I have had many times. You slip me the cash, and I'll slip you the wiener. I don't have any cash. Then I don't have a wiener. <laughs> I liked that. Uh, yeah, that happens because Brenda tries to pay for a hot dog with a check. <laughs> what? <laughs> and this guy's like, that. what? Brenda, you absolute dummy. Yeah, I'm going to say this movie sucks, but there is like a few really <laughs> pleasant moments where someone tries to buy a hot dog with a check. Yeah, like there's just this repeated showing of like these kids from the suburbs don't understand how money works for people well, also, who don't have a huge I'm sorry, of money. Brenda, where did you get checks? You're 17. It's the 80s, though. And she's from the suburbs. Chris wrote her a check for something else. So she gives it to this hot dog guy. And he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? And she's like, well, I'll write it over to you. She wrote it over to me because her mom paid for something. Uh, so I'll just write it over to you. And then you can give me a hot dog. And he's like, give me money. Yeah. <laughs> give me currency. Yeah, no, I don't trust your weird check. I'm assuming this is a hot dog vendor, like a street vendor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't take checks. Yeah. Idiot. Give this person the dollar. Also, like, someone steals her glasses. <laughs> so she can't really read what's on the check or anything. So she doesn't know that the check's for like $40. She's trying to pay $40 <laughs> for a hot dog. The hospital tells them Brad is dead, but they were talking about someone else with a stab wound. Sarah fainted, so now Sarah's afraid. Oh, did oh, I say Sarah? Sorry, it was Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Sarah is stoked. Sarah, I don't even remember her reacting to this. So they get to the hospital. They're waiting on Brad. And, yeah, they overhear someone saying the guy with the stab wound died. And then they, like, walk up to a doctor and they're like, hey, uh, what's up with our friend? He had a stab wound. And he's like, oh, no, he died. Which is not how someone would deliver that news to a bunch yeah. of standing children. So yeah, Sarah, not Sarah, Chris immediately faints. <laughs> and Sarah's like concerned for her, but not really upset about her dead brother. 
And who would be? Am I right? Yeah. But then it, Brad comes out of a different room and is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, actually. And Anthony Rapp apologize for getting him stabbed. No, but he does uh, come into his own. This is the first time Anthony Rapp is playing a character I recognize for Anthony Rapp, which is him like grabbing his friend in like a tight embrace and being like, please don't die on me, <laughs> which was his entire character in Rent and most of his character in Star Trek. Don't you die on me ever. Poor Anthony Rapp is always battling with the mortality of his loved one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Tow truck guy is running through the hospital. He fixed their car window, but they need $50 for the tire. The guy whose car was stolen, the boyfriend, is also there. And he's like point, trying to point the kids out to the cops. Mm-hmm. Like they, They're the ones that stole my car. And the cops are like, okay, sure. Um, um, four white teens from the suburbs? I don't think so. <laughs> and then, yeah, they run into tow truck guy. And he's running away from the cops. Because he was trying to shoot at people. Yeah, but he stops to explain, like, you got to go to this place and get your car, but you're going to have to pay for the tire. I already paid for the window because that was kind of my bad. Sorry about that. Now they're at a frat party? Please leave the children alone. I don't know why they end up at this frat party. I don't like that they end up at this frat party. Um, Charlie from Scandal is there, but he he's styled like Paul Rudd. Styled like Paul Rudd, so he's wearing like a light button up. What do you? How is Paul Rudd styled? I don't know. I just I can't. He just looks like Paul Rudd if being played by the guy who plays Charlie in Scandal. I don't know who Charlie from Scandal is, but I'll look it up later. Okay. Yeah, Anthony Rapp's trying to get laid. How old? About approximately fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen years old. He's trying to hit it with like. Minimum 18-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Goyles. Uh, I guess good luck, Anthony Rapp. But also nobody sleep with a child. Yeah. Oh, they're in Chicago. We've already established they're in Seattle. <laughs> uh, Thor Kid exchanges thumbs up with a frat guy in horns. Oh, it was very cute. He's coming out of the, I think, the washroom or something, and she's in line. <clears throat> and they just see each other and nod. Nice. Please leave the children alone. Please leave the children alone. Charlie from Scandal is hitting on Chris. Mm -hmm. And some very drunk girl has taken Anthony Rapp aside. No. Invited him to bed. No. And also is making out with him. Mm, No. Fortunately, her boyfriend shows up to try and kick his ass instead. Well, honestly, I'm sort of with the boyfriend on this one. Well, I would want to kick her ass. Leave this 15-year-old alone. Well, I mean, like, in the context of the situation, yeah, I'd be more mad at her. But if he didn't know that she initiated that, then this is just a teenage boy essentially taking advantage of a very drunk woman. I guess, but he's still a fucking child. He is a child. He's still, like, visibly a rosy-cheeked little boy. I don't think we should kick anyone's ass in this situation maybe <laughs> maybe it's time for just like a sit down chat see what happened yeah and um i didn't do it i'm a child is what he says to, <laughs> to the guy who shows up to kick his ass <laughs> and he like lifts him off the ground and then um and then he's like you are a child you're so light yeah and then everyone knows children have <laughs> bones. not paul rudd shows up to break up the fight also not paul rudd has gone around the party collecting money for their tire 
Mm. So yeah, so uh, here we pick back up on the notes. Charlie from Scandal gives them forty five dollars and drives them to a car shop slash superhero lair. Sarah thinks the mechanic is Thor. Yeah, so they get into the car shop and it's all dark and spooky, and they're all scared. And then the mechanic comes down from a lift, <laughs> and there's like sparks behind him, and he's holding a hammer. Yeah, and so Sarah immediately like falls to her knees. <laughs> She's like Thor. <laughs> Very cute. Nice. Uh, Thor is mean, but Sarah shows him how Thor is supposed to act. And uh, yeah, so he doesn't have time for any of her bullshit. She tries to give him. The, Chris tries to give him the forty five dollars and he is like right but you owe me 50 and she's like well can i just get your information and send you the other five and he's like no give me 50 dollars or i'm not giving you your car rude rude but also fair that's how much the tire costs yeah he's Um, not paying for part of your tire yeah you can't you can't you don't have a tab running at this shop that you've never been to before and you also can't pay for a hot dog with a check. Mm-hmm. Those are the two rules I know about living in Chicago. <laughs> let's go there and let's try. Let's go there and see the big bean and then try to buy a hot dog with a check. Is there a big bean in Chicago? Yeah, it's a big silver bean. Why? What does that mean? What does the bean mean? It's just an art thing. Big clip. <laughs> <laughs> go there and we'll fling it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of being a dick, but Sarah understands what's happening here and she's like oh thor you need your helmet you're wearing a hat like he's wearing just like a trucker hat or something and she's like no no no, you need this so she takes off her helmet and gives it to him and says like this will this will help and <laughs> he immediately softens he's like you're giving this to me okay you can have your car oh and then he gives her the helmet back too he's like i have one of these at home oh yeah it's cute <laughs> Uh, they pass the restaurant Mike was supposed to take her to, and his car is out front. They stop in to investigate instead of going to their friend, their friend who is starving because no one will take a check for a hot dog. Yeah. Chris's boyfriend is outside of the restaurant he was supposed to take her to. Oh, no, he's inside with his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, sorry. His other girlfriend? His other girlfriend. Like, full-on girlfriend, not just, like, a mistress? Full-on girlfriend. And they make a point to call her a slut before they even approach them. So that's pretty good. But then, yeah, they get up to the table, and Chris is like, you're a dumb piece of shit. And he's like, uh, actually, you're dumb for thinking that we were in a serious relationship. And then Brad, I guess, gives the more meaningful speech. It was like, uh, I would be really happy if she was my girlfriend. So think about that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you are the dumb one. <laughs> maybe it's you. And so... I just want to confirm here that the girl that was named Mike was sitting with the other girlfriend doesn't get up and go, wait, you had another girlfriend? She seems uh, surprised and like she's probably going to leave after they do, but she's just sort of letting this play out first. Kind of seems like this is a more pressing issue. He did Mm -hmm. ditch her to be at dinner with this girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So I guess she can wait and get mad at him after yeah, she yeah. might wanna she might wanna say her bit, but she's respectfully letting the other girlfriends say yeah. her bit first. Uh so the car thieves are still trailing them outside. The car thieves chase Sarah into an office building that's being renovated. Time for diehard sore style. <laughs> yeah, so they like there's a big office party downstairs. Mm-hmm. 
And Sarah makes her way up, like into the elevator and then up to the floors that are being renovated. And then uh, finds her way outside of the building and starts scaling it from the outside. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, climbing up, climbing down. Because she's up on a few floors. It might all be on the same floor. I don't know. Uh, My God. But she she ends up on the window outside of the party. A little bit of fear is healthy. Yeah. They're at the parents' party. Sarah's crawling on the window outside. They get her down and Joe gets the playboy back from them. Oh, yeah, right. I was like, who's Joe? And he was like, our thief. Mm -hmm. I remember. Anthony Rapp is a little bastard. They race the parents home. That all happens. These kids haven't eaten since breakfast. They get away with everything and agree this series of dangerous mishaps was the best night of their lives. Charlie drove to the suburbs to return Sarah's roller skate and hit on a high school student by asking her to babysit him. Kinky. Long shot of Brad shutting the blinds before she kisses him. Okay. Yeah, that was weird. Like, uh, Sarah leans out the window and yells, kiss him. And then she (laughs) looks back at the house and Brad is like, the blinds are up and open. So it shows him fully, like, lowering the blinds and then slowly turning the little thing <laughs> to close them, all while staring at her. And then they kiss. Oh, and then and then you kiss me, please. I mean, Charlie seems like a better guy than whatever the other guy's name was, but also is mm, five years older than her, four or five. She's 17. Um, so at least one year older than her. Yeah. Which, if he's 18, fine. But he's still in college and she's in high school. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, do you want to read out any of my babysitting oh, yeah. facts? Facts in order. Children are always a bad idea. That's true. But a good time. Yes, I guess sometimes. They spent $7,000 a day on hairspray while filming. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I want a snack. Me too. I am quite hungry. Okay, your babysitting tips. If you want to call someone a bitch in front of children, just put on some kids, kids bop first. You can't hear swears if kids bop is playing. It's true. That's uh, that's from a video going around on the internet. Oh, really? By the time this is out, no one will oh, okay. no one will know. <laughs> Show it to me later, though. Yeah. Don't shake kids. Don't let them spin too much or they'll barf. That's also true for Melissa. Yeah. Don't let them pretend to wrestle because someone's tooth is definitely going through a lip. Happen yep. to you? Uh, it happened to Kurt and uh, another family friend. So. Yeah. Put on an R-rated movie and they'll leave you alone for hours. And then after the movie is over, they have to process. So they'll just go to the room and sit and think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got the 10-minute sign. So let's do a real quick grape from Barbara. Um, My grape is that turfs exist. Go to hell. Dig your own way there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my grape is flower shirt guy from last night. I don't care for him. Asks too many questions. Doesn't care about the answers. Just wants mm-hmm. to... Distract you. Just wants to listen to John K. speak. And do you have a wine? My wine is that uh, people who aren't tourists exist. That's always good. Uh, my wine is I saw a little dog standing on the windowsill at the coffee shop when I was getting drinks this morning. It was very sweet. It was so cute. <laughs> anyway. Bye. Some people wear cotton underpants. I just sit with my legs as wide as possible.